Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up, Humphrey? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another week of Curious Conversations and life. (laughs) And life. Yeah, and life. Seriously. We took a week off and now we're back. Yeah, I think it's kind of refreshing to take a week off every now and then just to kind of like recharge and... I was going to say reevaluate, but I've got nothing to reevaluate about. <laughs> but I don't know. Just it was nice to have a week off. But yeah, it's July. It's crazy cold at the moment. Oh my God. It's, oh, it's my your birthday. birthday. Well, not today, but the day that this comes out, happy freaking birthday. Thank you. It's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's actually Sarah's birthday today. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the 14th of July, please give her some love because it's her B day. Yeah. And. I don't know. Most people find this really, really bizarre about us, but we are born a day apart and we were born in the same hospital. Which is wild. So we were, and then obviously we didn't know that until like in our 20s, so it's very strange. I saw a meme the other week and I sent it to you and it said, um, I wonder what all the other kids born in our hospital on the same day were up to. And I was like... One's you, but I do wonder what the other kids are doing. Yeah, I know. Shout out to anyone that was born at the Royal Women's Hospital. Yep. Um, How random if someone's listening and they were and they were born on the 13th (laughs) or like the 16th. That'd be wild. So we did have a week off, but we are coming back full swing with an interview with the beautiful Megan Waters. Yes. Megsy, and this week it is, or well, last, last week, last week yeah. it's NADOC week, mm-hmm. which we're celebrating all things um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect week to sit down with our friend Megan, who is Indigenous and she comes from Darwin originally, now based in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And she co-hosts the Aboriginal footy show Yokai Footy on NITV. Yeah, so it was really really nice to sit down and talk to her about her culture, traditions, and what she's learning about her past and traditions. Yeah, I found it really interesting. It's an area that I wish I knew, as an Australian, I wish I knew more about. Unfortunately, it's something that is not really taught in the school curriculum. Um, So I literally went into that interview, you know, completely like, like, What's the right word for it? Not ignorant. No, I think I would be probably. I think so. Yeah. I mean, even though I did do some research on her and read some of her stuff and learn a little bit, I definitely went into it very ignorant. Okay. Yeah. And that's not my fault. Or maybe it is half of my fault. Maybe I should be actively wanting to learn about stuff like that. And it's I do. I think that's that's a great thing about NADOC week. And even on my social media feed, I've seen so much more things pop up about Mm -hmm. it I'm like how great like we're actually learning about the native Australians history culture and people now in the community doing things for um 
the native Australians and Torres Strait Islanders. Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, it and was shout really- out to Patty Mills, who's oh, now- I just saw that yeah. last night. Flag bearer for the Australian amazing team for the Olympics, and I think there are in total fifteen Aboriginal yeah. athletes going to the Olympics representing Australia, which is amazing. Amazing, and so it's nice to have them represent the whole of Australia yeah. which is great uh, so yeah it was a really good episode and I hope you guys learn a little bit more about the culture and who founded our country and Maxie's just an all-round legend she yeah, used she to be is. our um, F45 trainer and more importantly our friend so it was nice to yeah, see her down. every week and now catch up with her again I think also with uh, Megzi, it's been amazing to see her growth and we do say this on the podcast her journey so far I feel like it was just like made in stars. Like it was meant to happen this way. And I enjoyed hearing that. I kind of got goosebumps and I was like proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great episode, guys. If you want to know any more information about anything that we spoke about, definitely follow Megzi because it is something that she is kind of pushing and wants to mentor and she's spread learned, the word. She's learning more about herself too yeah exactly which is amazing and if you listen to the podcast you know that it's very important to get to know yourself yeah <laughs> theme of this year anyway don't forget to like subscribe and share with all your friends and have a beautiful wednesday and happy birthday sarah thank you humphrey <laughs> happy birthday to me tomorrow <laughs> sorry no i just gonna do it <laughs> always always comes back to you oh no you know uh, i hope you have a beautiful birthday <laughs> love you bye hi megzy hello Welcome to the podcast. Great to be I know, chatting right. to you, beautiful girl. It's been a long time. It's been such a long time and quite a fitting week too. Happy NAIDOC week. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. It's, um, yeah, it's an, a very exciting uh, week as a First Nations mm. person because it gives us all uh, the opportunity to really celebrate our beautiful culture, uh, you know, continue the conversation, educate um. Yeah, and ultimately, yeah, celebrate. So thank you very much. And talking about culture, I might just do a quick acknowledgement to country. So I just want to acknowledge the uh, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we live, work and exist today. Uh, I want to acknowledge their continuing living culture and connection to the land, waters and the community. I will continue to look after and respect this country and I pay my respect to our elders past and present. Beautiful. Thank you, Megsy. No worries. Um, I do have to say I've I've enjoyed watching NADOC Week so far because I've in my particular my feed in Instagram, I've seen a lot more mm. about Aboriginal culture and learning things. So what does this week mean to you and what will you be sharing for people? Yeah, so I'm with NADOC Week, every year there is a different theme. So this year's theme is uh, Heal Country. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that is all about is, um, you know, taking care. Country Country can mean many things. Country can mean your family, your identity. To me, country really, um, it, it's family. Yeah. Um, where you come from, acknowledging um, your elders and their stories, uh, but it's also your connection to the land. For me, I feel the most connected to my culture and my country when I'm at home, actually on my country. Mm-hmm. So I um, was born and raised on Larrakia country, which is in Darwin, Northern Territory. Um, 
but I'm a, a proud Waramungu and Yaru woman. So Waramungu, Waramungu, that side of my family is my grandfather's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was taken away from the Tennant Creek region. So that's um, the Waramungu. And then Yaru is from the Broome region. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of acknowledging that country and, you know, making sure that we're all as one collective, one mob, all of us, it's our responsibility to uh, ensure that this beautiful, rich, 60,000-plus-year-old culture is being, you know, respected but also also something that is going to be handed down through to future generations and that education and awareness of culture um, is always present, I think, when we were growing up. I mean, I know even as an Indigenous woman, I went to school and didn't learn hardly anywhere near enough about Indigenous culture yeah. growing mm. up. So like you said, Zez, it's incredible to see. That's one of the beautiful things about social media. There's many things that are bad, but um, seeing how much NAIDOC week has just uh, exploded and mm. um, is more awareness and celebrated with this platform having social media now, um, so it, yeah, it's, it's been really good to to see that there's a lot more conversation. Yeah. I have to agree. I didn't even know it existed until social media. So I think yeah. the awareness, and that's naive of me, I would say, but same, I didn't learn anything at school. Yeah. Like very, like little. Minimal. Yeah. And when you do learn at school, you don't really learn about the true history no, of our country. No. You learn about the history that's, what, 230 years exactly. ago. Exactly, yeah. We have a whole, hun- like thousands of years worth of history that, doesn't even get a mention. Yeah. So that that narrative is definitely changing. It's mm-hmm. not anywhere near where it needs to yeah. be, but it's it's good to see that there's conversation and awareness mm-hmm. a lot more now than there was before. Yeah. How if you weren't learning your culture and traditions at school, where were you taught the traditions? You know, this is a a, a really um interesting question for me because even as a proud Indigenous woman, mm-hmm. you know, my my mom, my my grandfather, my nana, my whole, that side of the family, the Indigenous side of my family, uh, you know, is, is really strong and proud. That mm-hmm. culture is there. But, you know, there's also a side, I, I went to a pretty, um, you know, privileged white school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have, you know, a white father, and to be completely honest, it was it's it's actually been quite a challenging up until now in my thirties. Mm. I've really uh, kind of delved further into the learnings myself mm-hmm. because I've kind of felt like I have been walking f- in two worlds yeah. for a very for my whole life yeah. and trying to fit in in both areas or both um, cultures, let's yeah. say, uh, but. It's been it's been a challenge and it hasn't been uh you know it's it's taken me to get to now that I'm a little bit older and wiser um and there is more awareness more conversation that I've started to do my own research mm-hmm. do my own digging I sit with my grandpa I listen to his stories I get on Google and I do you know I get curious mm-hmm. and it's not a journey that ever stops yeah. learning and, and particularly, you know, there's so much to know um, about about Indigenous culture, the history. Um, so I'm still very much on that journey. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that 
the work that I am doing, particularly with the footy show this year, is um, enable enabling me to meet so many more um, incredible Indigenous uh, athletes and people and business entrepreneurs and through that I'm learning more and more and yeah. more as I go. Is that something that you would love to get into is teach the younger generation more about the culture and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of um, I guess kind of what I'm working on at the yeah. moment with my sort of shifting career paths is, yeah, developing more of a, um, a I guess a mentoring arm to yeah. the business that I'm doing um, because, you know, educa- it, it is at the, ultimately it's all about just education, awareness, communication, and I feel as an Indigenous person and woman I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to um to continue ha- having these conversations and sharing the message and um yeah ultimately helping the younger generations so that they can continue to teach mm, and talk it's important yeah. yeah absolutely you mentioned the football show and congratulations <laughs> you, you, you're now co-host of yokai footy yeah what does yokai stand for so yokai is a noongar term so okay. noongar is um a part of WA okay. and it means a shout for victory. Oh, cute. So, yeah. So, you know, when people get excited, it's like, yokai, that's yeah. the kind of, um, yeah, the meaning behind it. And, yeah, it's been a really interesting shift. Yeah. I have always worked in the fitness industry, yeah. which is obviously how, how I know the both yeah. of you two ladies. And um, that's my, I guess, previous career mm-hmm. or my, well, my career experience is um being pretty deeply ingrained in the fitness and wellness industry here in Melbourne. Um, And through the fitness industry, particularly Melbourne, you're fortunate to connect with Mm -hmm. lots of different people from all different walks of life. And um, that's sort of something that I'm so grateful for about that part of what I've been doing for Mm -hmm. so long is just meeting so many legends along the way, including you guys, (laughs) gals. Um, but, yeah, so I, one of my old clients, she reached out to me at the end of last year and she was like, Megs, look, we are um, looking for a female Indigenous co-host. This oh. opportunity has popped up. Yeah. I know you don't have any media experience whatsoever, but you've got the right personality. You should uh, give it a crack. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you know what, and at this time I'd spent pretty much all of COVID last year back home in mm-hmm. Darwin, back on country. Mm. And I think, you know, going back to culture, for me, when I'm in Melbourne, as much as I love my life here, I am very removed from my country, my Mm -hmm. culture, my family, and it's not as prevalent in my life. So when I spent all that time back home last year, this just just like fire was brewing in my belly. I was like, I need to do more. Like I, I just have this real drive to, you know, work with mob and, give back and, you know, use my voice and educate and all of this kind of thing. And so I'd kind of made this decision to move back to Darwin because I sort of felt like that's where that opportunity was for me. I've got family there that work in the the Indigenous sort of affairs space up there, let's call it. Um, So I kind of thought that's where the opportunity was going to be. And then I came back here and that happened and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go and do the interview because if anything, it'll be a really good experience. Mm-hmm. Not having any expectation that anything it's at the all. the best way to be. Yeah, it was going to come out yeah. of it, which is why I actually think 
I got the job yeah. because I just, I, I was like, oh, of course it would be great to get it, but I didn't think that it was even anywhere near possible. Mm. So I went in kind of without overthinking or overanalyzing it. I just went in and was like yapping away as I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it all went well and, yeah, met with Tony, the second interview, uh, who's my co-host. Mm-hmm. And he's a legend. He's just. I was going to say the banter between you two is real. It's like yeah. a fun to watch. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude, and he's definitely sort of. I, I don't never really told this to him, but I really look up to him as a bit of a mentor. Yeah. I guess he's sort of, you know, blazing the trail that I'm sort of following in his mm-hmm. footsteps. So, yeah, it's really cool to get to work alongside him and watch how he operates and sort of learn from him um, along the way. But, yeah, we got along like a house on fire. They call it like a chemistry catch-up. Mm. And, um, yeah, one thing led to another and I was kept getting phone calls from the AFL and I was like, oh, this they're asking for my references. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this might actually happen. All right. And, uh, yeah, so the next thing I knew I was – getting my hair and makeup done at AFL house about to co-host a footy show. I was like, I walked into the wrong building. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on here? But um, it's been a really cool journey. We've Mm -hmm. filmed 17 episodes so far, getting to the end of the footy season already, which is insane. Um, Yeah, so it's been a big year of learning for me, learning so much more about myself, my Mm. culture for one, but also, too, learning about this whole new industry, being in the media space, Um, and, two, then, like, how to branch off from that and create my own brand that encompasses that mentoring Mm -hmm. arm and things like that. So it's been pretty... It's been busy. <laughs> Is this a show that already existed or was it new when they got you guys on board? So it had – they did one season okay. prior. So the season – so 2020, yep. which was obviously a, a pretty <laughs> for yeah. everyone yeah. and for footy. So, um, yeah, that was their first year um, and it went really, really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously it was just a really difficult year to start a show. So mm-hmm. did they have a female or was it two guys? It was okay, a female, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, she, and then so Bianca, she's amazing. She was a fe- female co-host mm-hmm. before me last year. She's gone off now. She does a lot of freelance media work and moves back to Brisbane. I think she's Brisbane or Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then they got me on board this year. And That's it's been, cool. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. Uh, I've got to meet some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um so far and lots of cool little opportunities that are coming off the back of um of the the show and a few little MC gigs here and there so That's it's cool. all learning i literally feel like i have never been thrown further into the deep end yeah um but that is the be- that's how i've learned yeah that's how i learn the best i think yeah. has it connected you more to the to your community in a broader sense as well? Yeah, 100%. I'm so grateful for this platform because I think before I, I don't know, I I almost would say that I've been fearful or not fearful but just unsure how Mm. to use my voice and um, use it to educate without being disrespectful because I'm still learning you know I'm still on my own journey it's a never-ending journey and for me um you know it it did take me a little bit longer to get started and that stems from lots of other things that happened in my life prior to um so it's 100% uh particularly over yeah the last six months enabled me to really become more comfortable with Mm. who I am and even though I've always been proud of my 
my culture, my background, who I am. Now I can really share that openly and it, yeah, it's definitely opened me up to that. Can And, you know, even now, like I ring mum all the time and I ask her questions about um, my grandfather or my nana or, uh, you know, her work. My mum's worked in the um, domestic violence wow. space for a long time, Indigenous. Uh, she manages a domestic violence women's shelter in, in Darwin, an Indigenous um, organisation, and, you know, I am so much more curious over the last couple of years than I've ever been before. And I think that that's, you know, hopefully what I hope to then pass on to, you know, even having this conversation mm. with you yeah. girls. Um, just it's a never-ending journey, but whatever I learn, I want to be able to share. And now that I have this platform with Yokai and it's kind of just given me the confidence yeah. Yeah, to do that. Hearing your story, it's almost like, you know, when you hear some stories of people and it's like written in their destiny, yeah. Yeah. your whole story I'm seeing and thinking, I'm like, this was all just meant to be. Yeah. Like, I, so, so funny. I agree, Tal. And it's funny, like it, it all feels like it's come yeah. full circle. Like doing the fitness stuff has enabled me to – you know, cement that that is, that's my passion. Like You're helping mm. people too. Yeah. 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 And that's my skill set. Mm. I'm a personal trainer. I'm good at it. And I know that, um, that's something that I'll always do mm. through that. It's enabled me to meet the people that have now put, that have got me to mm. this place. And now that I, now I want to be able to use my love and passion for health and fitness and mindfulness and, you know, managing your mental health to integrate that with my love yeah. of what I'm doing. So it's like I'm sort of marrying these two worlds together. It's beautiful. And it's, really, it's, like, yeah. it's funny. I know sometimes I feel like I have to like pull myself out of my body and just be like watch it from a yeah. I'm like, wow, third person perspective. Yeah. 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 So, no, I feel really um, excited yeah. about what's to come. Yeah. Has it allowed many young Indigenous women to reach out to you and you be a bit of a mentor to them as well? It's what I'm finding now, particularly in my in my family circles, you know, I'm getting a lot more of like my nieces and my nephews, oh, you know, uh, reaching out and, you know, I've had friends with their daughters say, you know, say, oh, you know, we watch you on the show every Aww. week. You've become, you know, they're really looking up to you. And that's my hope that if um, I can inspire even one person mm. to show that there's there's these so many different paths whether it's you want to take a path into the fitness industry or mm. media there's these options and there are it the there's still a long way to go but I want to see more representation more mob yeah. in um in these roles because mm. if I can bloody do it with no experience you know then I don't see why anyone else yeah can so it does yeah it warms my heart to kind of have those conversations and I mean like I said I'm really at the beginning of my journey that's like that's ultimately my goal to spend my days working with Indigenous boys and girls adults too and just hoping to yeah offer some inspiration some guidance some mentoring and um yeah, ultimately aim to see more and more representation in these different industries. Obviously, the show is Australian-wide, right? Yeah. So you live in Melbourne. Do you think there needs to be more awareness in the bigger cities? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's, it's for me, it's been hard because it's not my, my city. Yeah. So what I'm learning is that 
it's there if it there's information there's community organizations Mm. they're all there but it's up to you to be kind of actively going out and finding them and Mm. uh and seeking the you know if you want to learn more the the option is there for you to find it um and that's sort of what I'm learning now. I didn't know any of these organisations existed here in Melbourne. Mm. There's actually so many, so many beautiful um, people doing incredible work, um, but it's, yeah, it's just a case of having to put the work in to mm. kind of go and find it. It's definitely there. I mean, and, you know, we've got so many mediums now. We've got podcasts, we've got Google, mm. we've got books. There's so many ways that you can kind of go out and learn and seek more information about culture, history, all that kind of thing. Mm. So it's definitely there. I, I'm very much a traditions person, like even in my sense coming from an Italian background, I love traditions. So what's one of the favourite traditions you've picked up from your culture? I would have to say, um, look, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a tradition, but culture and spirituality I find come quite hand in hand Mm. and something that's sort of been passed down through my mum and I I think that maybe it's not necessarily a cultural thing but it's a mindfulness thing just that even just like the acknowledgement of country acknowledging every day I'm so grateful to to live on this land yeah go outside to the beach put my feet in the sand connecting to the like connecting to the power of our earth, our universe, how grounding that is. And I think I was really lucky to grow up in Darwin and, you know, I that was like my everyday. I'd run out into the backyard and we have a billabong in the backyard or, you know, I'd go down to these beautiful, incredible waterfalls and I was always in nature. And I think for me that is something that is really, you know, that's part of healing country this week's Mm -hmm. NAIDOC week theme. It's being, being present with country putting your feet in the earth and that helps you to ground and ultimately that helps me to just be calm. Mm. So I would say that is definitely something that I practice daily. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky to live here in Melbourne on the beach yeah. so I get to do it there. Um, and that's not necessarily even limited to it being a cultural thing. I think that that is such a great mindfulness practice for all people to be yeah. able to do. But there's just something so just like healing about just stopping and being present and being with that being at one yeah. with the earth. I was gonna say it's doing wonders ooh, for you because you are a very sir. calm and like calm positive person thank you you are always I appreciate like always that. been like that yeah speaking of daily rituals that's one of your rituals but you are I don't want to say quite a routine person, but you, especially on your social media, you have one section of like your morning rituals. Yeah. Can you go through that with us? Sure. So, um, and this will sort of maybe tie into another sort of section of my life, I guess. So I, for the last eight, nine years have suffered with psoriasis, an Mm. autoimmune condition that affects your skin. And it's been a real, again, journey and a mind fuck all in one because yeah. it's it's just shit. And for, I mean, we all have our own things that we deal with. Um, Does that flare up when you're stressed? Stress is the number one. Yeah. Yep, stress is my number one. Is it um, not always there? I, lately, over the last sort of like 
two years, I would say. It's sort of always there, but now I manage it. And that's where the okay. ritual thing sort of comes in. Yeah. So for me, you know, and again, it's like an age thing. I feel like when you hit your 30s, <laughs> you just care more about everything. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take care. I've got of- a night skin routine. Yeah, now. <laughs> you do. You're like, shit. Yeah, yes. 100%. And so, you know, look, I've never been one to shy away from having a good time. I mm-hmm. like to go out. I'm super social. I know that alcohol is absolutely my Flare other up. than yeah. stress. It's the second number one. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because it's like I love having a margarita yeah. and a red wine. That's like part of who I am. But then I know that I'm going to suffer because of it. And that is what fucks with your mind. Yeah. Because you're like, I. If I don't do the things that I love, then I feel shit. Yes. My skin gets better, but it's like this constant thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as I've kind of gotten older, I definitely manage it better and I don't drink all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's a weekend kind of thing here and there. But the daily rituals um, for me are so important. It's like how I set my day up. Um, you know, one of them is dry body brushing. It's so good for your lymphatic system and, you know, toxic drainage mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I have bone broth every morning. Do you? Yeah, really. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, good for, especially in winter. Yeah, really good for your gut health, good for inflammation. Um, I take my supplements religiously. I have a bit of a sleep routine now. I sleep with an eye mask on and I've always got a um, diffuser burning. Mm-hmm. And I... That has def that that sort of stuff is like it's just self care. It's yeah. empowering to look after yourself. It makes me feel good. I'd rather invest the time and the energy and the money, you know, nurturing my body and looking after it now than spending it the way that I used to, going out yeah. and trashing myself all the time. Yeah. So um yeah, daily rituals are a big thing for me and they've certainly helped me to manage my skin condition because there have been periods like when I've gone through real bad flare-ups where I've had like deep depression. Mm. There was a point like 2018 for me was just the most fucked year ever. Mm. And it was like I was going through a bit of a breakup and I was still sort of reeling and healing off losing my dad and that was such a big loss in my life Mm. that actually um, I think is why I've been a little bit delayed with finding my feet in terms of like a career sense. I think for a long time I've sort of been just like highly emotional Mm. but instead of dealing with the emotions at the time it's always been deal with it with distraction. Yeah. I think that's normal though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I think for – and I've always been a pretty like um, just go with the flow type of a a person and I've I've been pretty lucky that opportunities have sort of landed Mm. with me. Um, And, you know, I even remember seeing a psychic – kind of after my dad passed away a year or two after and she was like, you're just a bit of a lost soul. And that's honestly how I felt for mm. a long time. Um, sort of up until, yeah, over the last sort of even 12 to 18 months, I would say, um, now that I've sort of started to really do the work and do the healing and get deep inside the core root mm. of what's actually going on with the skin stuff because so much of that stems Emotional from that. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, what is the work for you? How are you getting curious and it's getting a, to know yourself? It's lots of different things at different times. And, you know, I think that's one thing I'm really grateful about living in a city like Melbourne. Yeah. We've got so much access to um, different 
healing modalities, different yeah. doctors. On a um, when when it got really bad, like that 2018 year breakup, dealing with all the emotional mm. stuff. That's sort of where it really started for me. I'd crashed my boss's car, like all this shit mm. happened. So wait, you didn't have the skin condition before that? I did, but not as it's bad. Okay. It was like that was when it was like flared up yeah, okay. the worst to the point that my whole body was 90% covered <sighs> from wow. head to toe. Like I had I had like flakes all in my hair, all over my back. And it was, you know, you? you guys know me, like I'm a pretty confident yeah, girl, 100%. you know, and when you've got something that is – just uncontrollable. Yeah. uncontrollable. Yeah. It was to the point like, I couldn't get out of bed. I've had just a real – I just went through a real dark mm, place. Yeah. My mum flew from Darwin to spend time with me and take me to the doctors and all that stuff. So that was where I had a real shift in like, okay, I need to fucking sort this yeah. out. Mm. Um, and so it was like attacking it from all angles. So I started seeing a dermatologist or a skin specialist, started seeing a gut specialist, started seeing someone to help me with my emotional yeah. stuff because it was it's, it's a combination of all Everything. of those things. But ultimately I think your gut is um, controlled by your emo- emotions. 100%. Mm-hmm. So even though that would always be something that kind of frustrated me too because I'd be like I'm a healthy person, mm-hmm. I train, I don't eat that bad, but it, it almost wasn't even that was that wasn't really the problem mm. the problem was the emotional stuff that I'd carried in my gut for so long so I think for me the um the work that I did deeply at that time was I found this incredible lady in South Melbourne I don't think it's there anymore her name's Acacia she's, oh my god I used to go to her really oh my god yes <laughs> is that the healer yeah the, no, she's like an angel, angel. Yeah. yeah oh my god this is the second person I've heard say this <laughs> yeah. yeah she she's fucking amazing amazing I don't even know where she is no, now no she moved she's still got the same phone sorry guys <laughs> no she's still got the same phone number because she texted me to say she moved oh wow yeah, yeah. see that's so funny oh so, that's so funny that just gave me goosebumps oh. she did so much for me it's not even funny yeah and I think you know like every single human being on the planet is dealing with what their own shit yeah. whatever trauma you have uh-huh. is so personal to you but we've all got traumas that we're going 100%. through and for me it was yeah just all about finding the things that worked mm-hmm. in order to manage them so acacia was one of them she's almost like a psycho a spiritual psychologist that's what i, I would say i couldn't explain to sarah what she is like i feel like she's a heal. i don't know for what it, she does but it's amazing i think she calls herself a heart coach but you basically yeah she does yeah go and you see in and her it's like a psych appointment where you would sit Mm. on a chair mind you though her room is gorgeous it's got all these plants and crystals and shoes off like how you want tea heaven just everything rugged up nice and warm but when she does this consult with you Mm. she's sort of connecting to your guardian angels and your spirit guides and giving you advice Mm. and it's really like it's pretty you know maybe a bit woo-woo for some people but I'm I love that shit I'm, I'm here for it yeah um so, you have to definitely be open to it. You have yeah. to be open, but I think that's what healing is. Agree. Is having is being open to for one doing the work, mm-hmm. addressing the root cause of the problem. Um and I think that's why there is so much mental illness because there's this ego that gets in the way. Yeah. And it's like no, that's especially for guys too. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about that. You're a pussy or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, you, this, there's just this weird egoic mm-hmm. thing that happens when it comes to healing. So the openness is massive. But, yeah, I saw her. I was doing a lot of acupuncture. I found that really helped me. And through different stages of the journey I've found different people to yeah. help. I used to go and see this. Um, I laugh if you – did you ever see Anatoly? 
No. no. <laughs> I'd laugh because I'd be like, are we the same person? <laughs> yeah. I used to see this guy in a trolley and he used to do this like crazy shit with your body like pressing onto all of your. Oh, wow. Nerves. Is he the Russian guy in South Melbourne? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, that's the one that Lil goes to. That Lil goes to him. Yes. Oh, my God, how yes. funny. I've heard about him. He's yeah. hard to get into. Apparently. Yeah, he's really yeah. hard. But I used to see him and he'd do all this like wild energy resetting in your body and stuff. So, crazy. Yeah, you know, they're the kind of things that. Um, I've done in the past. At the moment, I'm seeing a kinesiologist and I see her maybe like three or four times a week. Uh, sorry, a month? Yeah. yeah. No. I was going to say, wow, what a monster. <laughs> she has a lot she's of shit. <laughs> but also me like, how damaged is this girl? <laughs> no, I, I probably see her every three or four weeks, I meant okay, to say. Cool. Um, and she's amazing and that's helping me so much. Yeah. So I think that's it. It's like what, finding what works for you and then rolling with that too. You don't need it anymore. I haven't seen Acacia for years, but she really helped me yeah. through that time. So, yeah, that I hope that answers yeah. that question. I do, I do have a very random question just because I know um, I've had a cousin who's used native Australian medicine. Yeah. Have you ever explored that? Yes. Well, Actually, my mum, there's this, yes, I have, there's yeah. this um, tablet called, or the, it's, well, I take it in tablet form, but it's called Gumby Gumby. That's exactly what, what is, she what used to take, Gumby Gumby. Gumby Gumby. What is it? Look, I am definitely no expert on this, but I, it's a native indigenous mm. um, medicinal, I think it's from a, a plant, I yeah. actually don't know. Val um, used to take it, my cousin, really? yeah. Yeah, and that really helps. Mm. Um I don't even know what, you know, it's not like, it's weird because my mum sent it to me. I'm like, okay, I'll take yeah, it because yeah. I trust you. And, you know, it's like you have that relationship knowing, okay, it's come from a plant. It's like <laughs> it's it's from like our country, <laughs> yeah, yeah. country in Broome. That's, it's like literally made there. Yeah. Um, normally I wouldn't take anything like that, but I don't even really know exactly what it does, but I know that it's does something good yeah Yeah, and I know like my mum's given it to me so I'm like yeah I'm gonna take it and and I feel like that's definitely something that's helped with the inflammation in my gut Uh and bloating and things like that um but I try to use like native you know try not to put too much stuff on my skin yeah stuff to irritate it there's yeah there's um some pretty incredible native indigenous medicines medicines like available acceptable as in Chinese medicine because like like, if I'm sick I'll go to the Chinese like obviously if it's serious sick I'll go to the doctor Doctor, but if it's something that I'm like oh I'll just go to the Chinese doctor because I prefer that natural approach yeah I wish, like, like why? And I'm sure there is. There, there is. Yeah. I just feel like it was more like if it's here and it's like it works. You know what? I'm gonna do some digging. I feel mm. like you should. We should. Yeah. yeah. There are definitely, um, yeah. There's definitely brands and things out there that really pioneer in that space. Yeah. I just don't really know about them. But you know what? I'm gonna put that down because I'm gonna start doing some more digging. Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe that's something you could do in the future. Yeah, like a skincare range. Totally with my native. If anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this, yeah. watch this space. <laughs> yeah. But I um I do, yeah, that's definitely something that's like I still to this very day battle with myself mm. in the space of just just when something like that knocks your self-esteem despite, oh, yeah, despite how, you know, confident and well I carry myself, it's something that you really fight yourself mm-hmm. internally in your mind about and, you know, big love to anyone out there that is going, you know, that yeah. has conditions that are like that. We've all got our own little things. But, um, 
Yeah, that is something, you know, and that's why the practice of like going out into nature and like getting off my phone. Mm. I think that there's this real um, problem and I'm sure we all feel it in our in our different uh, issues in life, but taking time away from social media yeah. and my phone so is so important because even though we all know that Instagram is a highlight reel, um, it sometimes it doesn't matter how much your logical brain can tell you that when mm. you're trapped in this negative mindset and you're feeling like a bit insecure and self-conscious and then you're sitting on your phone scrolling and looking at all these beautiful people with perfect skin or this great life or whatever it might be when you're in that negative spiral in your mind and then you are leaning yeah. on that as this tool, it's like, well, that is not helping me yeah. at all. You're right. Put your phone away, go outside and just do some breathing. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next, like, five years? Hmm. Do you still see yourself living in Melbourne? Good question. Um, no, no, I don't. I love Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I grew up, I'm a darling girl, yeah. like, mm. through and through. I hate the cold, always have, always You'll will. You'll be hating it now. It's <laughs> yeah. like the coldest winter I've ever experienced. And because we can't go away I right know. now. Like, I can't even go to Darwin yeah. at the moment um, to to warm up. So, uh, yeah, it's it's my home away from home, but it's not where I feel like the rest of my life. Who knows what, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I kind of have this vision that I'll end up sort of living maybe somewhere in the Gold Coast, like mm-hmm. down in Corumban or Tullabar. <laughs> it's the same as us. <laughs> Should we well, all just yeah. Go, yeah, like we'll we just buy like a frat house? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I kind of think that's where I might settle because I yeah. like that it's like a happy medium. You get the good weather. You've got the you know the the lifestyle. If you want to go out and have nice dinners yeah. and stuff, but still slow. It's, it's like, chilled. Yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of career, I think that I will definitely. F- I can't see myself doing anything any mm. outside of working in the space that gives back to mob. Yeah. You know, that is like I'm literally at the infancy of this journey mm-hmm. and I'm so excited for where it's going to go and I'm so glad that I've my random little path has put me in this position now that I've got Yokai and it is creating a bit of a platform mm-hmm. for me. It's, you know, helping me to share my message and my and my voice. Um, and I think that that is just going to continue to grow and grow as I learn more because it's an ever-evolving journey. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know what it is exactly, but I can just see that I will be doing something with within health, fitness, wellness, but integrating that with giving back to yeah my people. I almost think COVID and lockdown for you was a blessing. Oh, me. Because oh, I yeah. feel like if you didn't go back to Darwin, you wouldn't be feeling this. And then maybe the connection to the show wouldn't have, like it's all just fallen into place for Absolutely. you. And that's it. Like you both said, COVID was fucked for so many reasons. Yeah. But, you know, it's the way that you look at situations that uh, ultimately determine mm. the outcome. Like, yes, it was shit, but if I'm going to sit in the shit feeling, yeah. which, of course, there have been, uh, we've all gone through that shit feeling of being in lockdown and all that crap. But if you're going to stay in that negative headspace and only shit things are going to happen. keep happening. Yeah. And, you know, uh, 
I've talked to so many people who have had similar awakenings to what we all have. Mm. Like it's given us this opportunity to kind of go internal way mm-hmm. more than what we probably ever would have before because so we haven't been able to fucking do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was for sure a bit of a blessing in disguise. And just, yeah, having that time back in Darwin last year, back on country yeah, with my family, but also not even just that actually seeing the impact that alcohol abuse Mm -hmm. just the indigenous community you're not in a bubble in darwin it's right in front of your eyes you can't close your eyes and not see what's going on because you see it everywhere melbourne you don't i i've i'm often the only black fella in every room you know it's like you don't you don't, you're not around it as much here. So it was very eye-opening to be back home to see the work that my mum does and just to see how much work there is to do. I mean, Indigenous, we're the number one suicide mm, in really? the world. We're the most incarcerated. You know, it's our life expectancy is like I think seven or eight years less than the average. No. Yeah, so there's just, it's, it's a real problem mm. and that time back home, really like even though it's always been there like that passion inside seeing it you can't you can't just see that and then shut your eyes you know so um yeah it's I'm really excited to be able to and like I think you know just even being able to have the opportunity to have more conversations Mm. like having conversations like these like you even said tell you didn't really know what NAIDOC week was before or um you know I understand why you wouldn't. Why would you if you you would have never learned? You yeah. Know, you wouldn't have learned about it. So, you know, I think that I've got this great opportunity to not only have this connection to my culture, which is where I want to work, but I've also got a really big, strong connection with outside of that where I can, you know, talk to mm. you girls and yeah. help ed- educate people that aren't as aware. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely no fault of your own it's the lack of education that has happened in our education system Mm. growing up so yeah that that's definitely my purpose now yeah I just have a question and you might not know the answer but obviously like you just said the education like we didn't learn a lot about it and stuff is that something that's changing within the education system because there is more awareness do you know yeah okay I I don't I I I mean I just know from what I've here yeah um I don't have um obviously kids in school or anything like that but there is um I had a conversation with a lady who um works for an organization that I'm going to do a little bit of work with Mm -hmm. and they're developing um yeah like they're developing this program that's going to be delivered in schools that teachers are going to be able to have access to this um it's like a portal and so if you you can type into the portal you know say it might be a country name you know like Melbourne you know the Wurundjeri people Mm -hmm. or the Kulin Nation Mm -hmm. or you know Nam, like what that means. Speaking of that the other and I only saw this on your story and someone else's the other night the weather had all the native names of the cities. Yeah. Yeah. How good. Yeah and see that's the thing. That's cool. Yeah. So these um, teachers are going to have access to being able to just type in something that Mm -hmm. they want to know and it'll bring them the information and it's a huge work in progress but there is definitely change happening um and it's so good to see, but it's, I just don't think that it's something that is ever gonna just go away. Mm. You know, like racism is such a big issue. Inequality is such a big mm. issue. 
it's always going to be there. It's just a matter of us having more openness and awareness. Mm. And I think it's important to start educating the younger generation. So hopefully in time the yes. racism stops and, yeah. they, you yeah. know, and they treat people as one. Everyone as one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it needs to amp up in the school systems, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, (laughs) government, (laughs) pick up your game. I know. 100%. 100%. Well, from a friend's perspective, I'm very proud and I can see you changing things for your mob and the community and even us asking questions and you're educating us. So I really appreciate that. 100%. 100%. Thanks, girls. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Where can I... people follow you, actually? Oh, uh, on my Insta. So mm-hmm. um, it's Megzy, M-E-G-Z-Y-Y underscore. Megzy. double Y. So, yeah, follow me there. I will be sharing a little bit more, actually, yeah. over the next week um, yep. with NADOC. Yep. We'll probably not hear this until next, next week. week yeah. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, Follow me there. I'm going to continue spreading the Amazing. message, having conversations. And, you the know, show? the show, oh, With, yeah, Yokai Footy. Yep. Um, Yokai Footy is on NITV, so mm-hmm. National Indigenous Television. It's a free-to-air TV show, so it's accessible when you're just flicking through your channels on TV. I think it's number 34 okay. on the channel thing mm-hmm. if you want to um, tune in. So Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Perfect. Um, and if you don't catch it, then you can always catch up via SBS on demand or afl.com.au or any of the AFL platforms. But, um, yeah, the show, again, I actually, um, it's a really, Yokai footy is great because it's not just a footy show. Yeah. It's like got a shitload of heart. I um, actually deliver a, a monologue tonight on Hill Country and, you know, even though we talk about footy, we we dig into the the real oh, gritty stuff too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely tune into Yokai if you get a chance. So this podcast comes out on Wednesday. So the day that this comes out, you guys can watch it tonight. Yes. Um, we're obviously recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. watch it tonight, 8 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> watch it tonight. Okay, cool. Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for being open. Thank no, thank beautiful. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>